Welcome to the Boundless Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 18. I am your host, Jacques. And on the other end of this podcast is the man himself, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Okay. I like that. I don't know if you've seen the Magic Mike movies, but uh, they're pretty no, good. No, I haven't. I like them, you know. the uh, What's his name? Uh, Channing Tatum. He's a pretty good looking fella. Yeah. Handsome guy. Anywho... We do have social medias that you can visit us on, and uh, those are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Boundless Gamers. So do that if that if you fancy that, and also follow us wherever you're listening to this, or you could follow us on everything, and that would be awesome too. Uh, but yes, for now, we will move on with the podcast. So, Mike, uh, there's something that you wanted to talk about, and what is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I almost forgot. Remember recently I told you about the whole Amazon promotion thing that was happening with the $15 uh, coupon uh, on your first purchase on the app, and they give you another $15 coupon on your second purchase? I went ahead and did that. For my first purchase, I ordered a Halo... Jazz wears master, not master chief, a red Spartan action figure. I'll take a picture and stick it on Instagram when I get it. But that's not the reason why uh, I'm bringing this up. Uh, with my second order, I pre-ordered the Forza Xbox Series controller, and the only reason oh. I pre-ordered it is because I had like an hour left to use that coupon, and you can use it on pre-orders. I'm like, oh shit, like I gotta. Think of something right now. And I was going back and forth between Metroid Dread and that Xbox controller. And I'm like, hmm. See, Metroid comes out in October. And there's other shit I got to pay for in October. So let me go with the Xbox controller because that's not coming out until November 15th, I think. Somewhere around there. So I went ahead and pre-ordered that. And now it's not available on Amazon's website anymore. And you know what was really cool, Jacques? is they discounted it before I pre-ordered it. Because the retail price is $74.99, but they had it for $69. So yeah, I put it towards that, and uh, I might have that controller when it comes out. I'm not sure if I'm going to go through with the order, but I felt like I had to use that coupon on something before it expired. I mean, you could you could give it to me, because <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, it's possible. I may get it and be like, eh, I don't really dig this. Send it to shock. <laughs> Oh man, that thing looks so good. I I love it. Yeah, it looks cool. All right, so Mike, uh, so what we're gonna do here next? This is a little interesting because as of the recording of this, the uh, Sony showcase has not happened yet. It's a couple days away, so we we kind of decided like we're not gonna be able to record an episode right after it. So basically, we're what we're going to do here is come up with our own predictions, but they're they're going to be, I guess, post addictions. I don't, I don't even know if that's a word. Post addictions? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, something like that. So we're going to come up with our own predictions for this showcase, but you're going to be hearing it after the showcase has already happened. But I figure it would be just funny, just for shits and giggles, just to see like how wrong we are. We're just going to take some big swings and just have fun with it. You know, you can sit there and listen to it and laugh at us. So <laughs> you're like, wow, these guys were way off. He thought that was going to be in the show. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to get into this. 
But don't worry, though, because like the following episode after this one, we are going to cover the showcase. So fear not. That's going to be the topic for the show. Yeah, that is going to be the topic. We just felt like it wasn't absolutely necessary that we have the quickest, hottest takes, you know, because that's not what you guys listen to us for. You just want to hear our opinions. It doesn't matter if it's like immediately after the thing. Plus, I want it to marinate a little bit in my head. Like, I don't want it to immediately like hit record after I watch it or later that night. I don't want to do that. I need time. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a lot of people don't listen to this till, you know, days after or even a week after it comes out. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, we'll just get on with the predictions. Now, I just want to say right before we do them, though, we're not going to give any predictions that are just obvious. Like, we're not going to say, oh, God of War Ragnarok or Spider-Man 2. That, obviously, those things are probably going to be shown. We're going to try to be, like, somewhat reasonable. Like, a lot of these are going to be kind of big swings and out of left field. But we're we're not going to just do, like, completely ridiculous predictions. Like, it has to be, like, somewhat within the realm of possibility. But you, you'll see. Well, like, we'll, we'll just go ahead and get into them right now and quit wasting time. So, Mike, um, what's your first prediction? All right, number one. Swinging for the fences here, Jacques. I think this is going to be in the showcase. Alan Wake Remastered. October PlayStation Plus game. Oh, okay. Think about it. That listing on that uh, website where you could, like, purchase it, it said October 5th. And I looked at the calendar. October 5th is a Tuesday. The first Tuesday of the month. That's when PlayStation releases their Plus games. So if it really is coming out October 5th, if it is... It's possible it could be one of the plus games that month. Remedy just came out and officially announced that the Alan Wake remaster is happening. Now, they didn't give a date, did they? No, I think they're waiting for the uh, PlayStation Showcase. I think they're going to reveal it there. I think they're going to reveal the date, and I think they're going to hit us again on the head with the PlayStation Plus game that month. I think that's a reasonable prediction. I would fucking love that, because, I mean, and I'll, even if they do make it a plus game, like, I'll still buy it. I'll buy it on Xbox. Yeah, exactly, because I want to support Remedy, so, yeah. Um, that, that's a good one, though. I think that definitely has a possible... I don't even think that's a huge swing. Like, you said that's a huge swing. I think that's pretty likely. And if uh, you're listening to this right now and that's already been announced, we are psychic. All right, so I'll go ahead and go on with my prediction. Let's see, which one do I want to pick? Because you have ten predictions. I only have five, so we're just going to go back and forth until I run out and then you'll just go ahead with the rest of yours. And if I want to just throw any in there randomly, I'll do that. So, all right, first one is, I think that Bend Studio, and it's been reported that they're not doing a Days Gone 2, because it seems like Sony's not interested in that. They are working on another IP. Now, I don't know if it's a brand new IP or not, but for the sake of this prediction... I'm just going to say they are rebooting Siphon Filter. Okay. I'm down for that. Sure. Let's do it. I I honestly don't actually think that's going to happen, but it would be hilarious. Because I think they are working on a brand new IP, but um, we will see. I never played those games, so I I really, I just know they're kind of stealthy type. uh, I I think of um, Splinter Cell a little bit. I don't know if they're anything like that. Can't say I never played it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, right, then let's just go ahead and move on to your next prediction, then. Let's see. Uh, 
All right, I'm going to go with this. Resistance Trilogy Remaster. Yep, that's on mine, too. That's the one I thought we might both have. December release date. Oh, I think okay. it's going to come out in December to get away from all the other games. The only other game that's coming out in December right now is Dying Light 2. I, I think that is a pretty decent prediction because, um, like we talked about before, like they've just been going on and on on social media for months and months, Insomniac and other uh, accounts about resistance like posting screenshots of the old games and just like almost like a wink wink nudge nudge and it's like okay there's there's more to this something is happening with resistance hey it could be resistance 4 who knows could be a new one no we they got to bring back the trilogy it's been too long yeah that's why that would yeah that's what i think too usually these these publishers developers whatever they test the waters first it's like alan wake you got to bring back the first game if you're going to do alan wake 2 it's been like a decade yeah, and you kind of have to refresh people's memories, too. Give them the chance to play, like, an updated version of the old games. That's kind of what they did with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, too. Um, all right, let's see. Moving on. Uh, I am going to go ahead and say that Asobi is making another Astro game. I know, crazy prediction. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a pack-in game with the mid-cycle refresh of the PS5. I think they're going to do another one, but I think it's going to be for the PSVR 2. Hmm. That's actually probably a better prediction. Hey, maybe <laughs> both. Maybe it's a pack-in and a VR. Just release a $50 Astro game. I think it deserves its own game, like a full-fledged game. Not saying uh, the one we got for the PS5 isn't its own game, but you know what I mean, Chuck. Like, a, Give it the uh, retail... treatment because I think that IP is really cool and it does a lot of great things with the controller and and they're just fun to play. Yeah, I loved Astro's play playroom. I actually platinumed it. Yeah, I I just think it deserves a uh, full like AAA um, $60 or $70 or whatever treatment. And um, I think it'll probably will get one too because I think they have shown you know they shut Sony shut down uh, Japan Studio. And Asobi is pretty much the only thing left from that. And I think they're just strictly going to do Astro shit from now on. So, and I'm fine with that, to be honest. But, you know, we're, of course, we're not going to hear anything about PSVR 2 at the showcase, as they've already said. So, and since we're psychic, we we know that this did not happen. They did not show any PSVR 2 at the show. And if if they did, then we look like real fools. (laughs) All right, so what's your next one, Mike? New Kojima game, PlayStation exclusive. Uh, so not Death Stranding 2. This is a new IP you're thinking. Just a new Kojima game, PlayStation exclusive. It could be an existing IP. So maybe it is Death Stranding 2. Or it could be something else. Yeah, if Sony wants Kojima to stay in the house, they got to give him another game. Even if this doesn't show up in the showcase, I do think we're going to see something like this uh, in the near future. Jacques, do you think they're going to do something in the show with Kojima, or is that farther down the line? Actually, I do, and that could actually just lead right into one of my predictions. Uh, And this has to do with Abandoned, all our favorite fucking game that maybe might not exist. Uh, Yeah, no, so I think they're finally going to reveal what Abandoned is, and I think it's going to be... A Metal Gear Solid 5 director's cut. Because, here's my reasoning. As we all know, 
Metal Gear Solid Five. It was reported that there was a lot of shit cut out of it, and uh, Kojima didn't get everything he wanted in the end because that was when his relationship with Konami was on the rocks. So I think with the uh, the prevalence of like these director's cuts now from Sony, I think this will actually fall more in line with, with what an actual director's cut is, where it's content that was left out put back in to create a full experience versus like just adding new stuff like the Ghost of Tsushima, Iki's Island and Death Stranding uh, director's cut. I, I know that's like a crazy swing, but, and you're like, okay, well, why would they go back to Metal Gear Solid 5? Uh, who knows? Maybe it could be Metal Gear Solid 6. I don't know. That would be even crazier, probably. I actually do have one on here that is rumored, so I might as well just get it out since you're talking about Metal Gear Solid. I have Metal Gear Solid Remake on here. Oh, okay, yeah. By Blue Point? Yep, by Blue Point. I think that's a sure... I don't know if that'll be unveiled at this showcase. It might be, but I think that is a sure bet, probably, eventually. Uh, well, I guess it's your turn, since I jumped in with this, and it was on my list, so you go again. Okay, let's see. I only have one more, actually, and that is... I think they're bringing back PlayStation All-Stars, but... I don't think it's going to be a brawler. I think it's going to be an Overwatch-like hero shooter. I would love that, but that's not going to happen in a million years. <laughs> eh, why? Why don't you think it'll happen? I don't know why. I just don't see them doing that. I have played Overwatch. Like I do think it's a fun game. It's not something I would play regularly, but if they released this PS All-Stars type Overwatch, oh, I would play that a lot. Like, just imagine the different classes, like Aloy with her bow and arrow, and Kratos would be, like, the tank, and, like, you could put Norman Reedus in there as a healer or some shit. I have no idea. I'm not against it. I want to see that. Yeah, sounds like a cool idea. All right, it's just me now. Okay, so I got a few more. Let's see. Last of Us Part 2 multiplayer reveal. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty reasonable bet. It seems like it's about time, because we, we haven't heard anything about this game, other than we know Naughty Dog is making a multiplayer game that's probably a Last of Us spinoff. I think this is bigger than just, it's multiplayer. I think there's a lot more to this. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of co-op short campaign in this, where you can play with your friends. I think given that it's Naughty Dog, it's probably pretty likely that there's going to be some kind of story element. All right, let's see. What do I got? What do I got? Okay, this is one of Jason's, because I, when I was making this list, I was talking to Jason, and he came up with two of them. Sony brings back PlayStation Home. Um, okay. Now, I can see this happening eventually, but I don't think it's going to be in the show, Jason. <laughs> if it is, I'm going to be really shocked. I know there's a lot of people that want that to come back, I'm kind of like, I could see it maybe happening, maybe like a 50-50 chance. I don't know. Maybe even less. I, I'm probably leaning towards like it won't happen, but you never know. Shout out to the bowling alley in PlayStation Home. Still the best online bowling experience I've had on a video game console. It was awesome. The best thing about PlayStation Home. Everything else kind of sucked. But everyone would just hang out in the bowling alleys, watch other people's games, join in on the queues, and the ball physics were pretty damn good in that. 
Yeah, I I never uh, had a PS3, so I was never able to experience home. So I I think that would be cool. I would like to experience that. Even though I'm kind of antisocial now, I don't really play much with people online except for my uh, close group of friends like you and Jason and some others. Right. But yeah, man, fucking bring it back. Do it. I'm dying for an online bowling game. Like every bowling game they release, single player, local, multiplayer only. Yeah, there really isn't that many, come to think of it. PlayStation Home was like the only place that had a proper one. And it's not a bowling game. It's just something you do inside this hub world. You know what they need to do? They need to make a big Lebowski bowling game. That would be fucking genius. Sony, fucking do it, you cowards. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Okay, let's see. Netflix merges with PlayStation services. We've had this conversation before, Jacques. Sony needs better servers for their PS Now. Netflix wants the games, so just join forces and create this like ultimate package for with Plus, and you get Netflix and all that good shit. Make it happen. It's a good thing we're psychic, and they announced that at the showcase, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so what's your next one? Uncharted sequel. Oh, really? Huh. But not made by Naughty Dog. Yeah, there's Naughty Dog's way too busy. I don't think they're going to go back to Uncharted. I would love a new Uncharted game. I've been saying that for a while. Like, I definitely think they'll go back to that franchise eventually. If you played Uncharted 4 and got to the end of that, you can clearly see where the franchise could go. And I would be totally fine with that. Yeah, I miss Uncharted. It's been a minute. The last one came out in 2016. No, wait, wait. That was Uncharted 4. 2017 was Lost Legacy. Okay, so yeah, it's been correct. four years. I guess it hasn't been that long. But like Lost Legacy, even though it was kind of like a game on its on its own, it was sh- on the shorter side. We haven't gotten like a full-fledged Uncharted experience since, yeah, what, like 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, need, uh, we need good old Nathan Drake back. And possibly uh, another uh, person that I will not name that could possibly be the new protagonist. All right. Next up is... Sony will announce themed PS5 plates you can purchase. I could totally see that happening. I think they should do that. That would be amazing. Now, what would you want to see, though? Just, like, basic colors or, like, crazy designs? Basic colors and PlayStation-exclusive themed ones like, you know, an Uncharted or a Spider-Man, a Horizon, God of War. But yeah, you got to have the generic colors too because there's a lot of people out there who want black plates, official black plates from Sony. I know you can get black plates on Amazon from third-party companies and shit like that, but I know some people are holding out for the official ones. I think you could probably do like the base colors and they would be a little bit cheaper than the um like character designs. How much how much Jacques? How much do you think they're going to charge for these when they eventually come out because they're going to eventually come out. There's no way they're not going to have custom plates. I'm I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and say 40 bucks for the base colors and probably like a little bit more for the the character designs. Maybe like I don't know 60 does that seem too much or too little? Because I really have no barometer for what this would cost. I was thinking 40 50 Okay. Once we start getting into the $60 territory, I'm like, phew, those things better look damn nice. 
Yeah, well, I would assume it would be like they would be more crazy. Like for God of War, you could have the little Omega symbol on it. You could have like the Leviathan axe and like crazy patterns and shit on it. And yeah, I think they'll do that eventually because they're getting into it with the DualSense controllers. Even though it's just two colors right now, they're they're starting to experiment a little more with that stuff. Yeah, and I hope they make that PlayStation One controller because if they do, I'm gonna buy it. They could come out with a limited edition PS5 <laughs> eventually. It'll probably be years from now because you can't even get them any now. But um, yeah, like basically mimicking the PS1, have it be gray, and then have the controller also look like the PS1 controller. They can even go the extra mile and have a feature where every time you boot up a game, it does that classic boot up screen. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. It, you know, speaking of that, I just thought of this. They should make it to where you can pay to download, like, customizable uh, jingles like that when you turn on your console. Oh, man, that'd be cool. Why wouldn't they be able to do that, you know? Like, just have it be like a little just update, you know, whatever. Just, like, you pay for it, digital content, and then it just, yeah, whatever. You could come up with a bunch of different sounds. Yeah, I really wish Sony would just be more creative with this kind of stuff. Like, because with over on Xbox, you know, we got the Xbox Design Lab, and they're they're always coming out with like custom consoles and shit. You know, they're they're coming out with the one this fall, uh, the the Halo ones, and yeah. Okay, so I have one more on my list. This was kind of Jason's idea. Then I kind of switched it up a little bit. Uh, Jason originally said. Backwards compatibility with PS1, 2, and 3. And I'm like, okay, let me ch- let me fix this. How about just PlayStation 3? Can we have that? I know it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. One can dream. But my God, I would love it if I could just pop in a PlayStation 3 game and then I can download like a digital copy of that game. Like you do on Xbox. I think every Sony fan wants that. But as we know, like the PS3 was a bitch to make games for and for I, due to like the cell processor or something it's like that's why they have such an issue with backwards compatibility but yeah that's it that's all i got that's my 10 predictions all right well i guess we'll um we'll even though we already know what happened because uh, we're psychic we'll just go ahead and just humor everybody and we'll, we'll see coming up in a couple days what what actually transpires and we'll talk about it next episode all right, um, and sticking on the uh, topic of PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Plus games for September are out, and it's actually a pretty good month, I think. Certainly better than Games with Gold. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so they are Predator Hunting Ground, which I have not played, and I just downloaded today, so I want to check that out with you. Um, okay. And we also got Hitman 2, which I also have not played, but I played the first one, and just all those games are excellent. Mm-hmm. And finally, Overcooked's All You Can Eat, which includes Overcooked 1, 2, and all the extra content. And some new content on top of oh, that. Oh, it is. They added a few new levels, yeah. And it's remastered, so the graphics do look a little bit better. Yeah, I think we'll definitely check that out as well. I mean, we've played both Overcooks, but like I know you wanted to play them again, and that seems like a perfect thing to jump jump into. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. Another solid month from Sony. No complaints. Keep them coming, Sony. I know every once in a while you got a bad month, but most of the time you're doing pretty good. 
doing better than Xbox in that department. Yeah, it's pretty rare that they have just a terrible month. I think, what was it? What was it last month that was just like, eh? Plants vs. Zombies and... Hunters Arena. And then that tennis game? That really bad tennis game that has like a 50 on Metacritic? If you really love tennis, maybe that's your shit. You know, good for you, but... <laughs> it's just not up to the caliber that we're used to. All right, Mike, um, let's go ahead and move on to what we're playing. We don't have too much this week, so this will probably be quick. We are going to start out with 12 minutes because I played that, and I know you talked about it last week, and you really wanted me to play it so we could talk spoilers. So we are going to have spoilers in this. So just a fair warning, if you have not played 12 minutes and you you don't want to be spoiled. You just you have like a few seconds before we get into it. And if you don't care about spoilers, then just continue listening. Spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, Jacques, I have a question. Did you beat the game? I did not. <laughs> I knew it. He probably got up, put the controller down, walked out of the room and said the hell with this game. Uh, pretty close. Pretty close. Take a guess on how long you think I spent on the game before I quit. I want to say 15 minutes. Oh, no. I gave it a little bit more than that. I gave it 30 minutes, Mike. So I gave it double my normal time. All right. Yeah. Um. What do I say about this game? Holy shit. Uh, okay. So I'm going to try to be nice because I know this was created by essentially one guy. I know he had some help from like other people with certain things, but essentially it was like one guy and he spent a lot of years on this. So I don't want to shit on it completely. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this game is not fun. I, I totally get all the complaints. Uh, now I do think like, I think the, the, the whole, um, just the mechanic of like, being able to combine like so much shit in the environment, you know, and just, it, it's very open in the small space that you have, like, like just figuring out what you can do. A lot of possibilities. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I, I like that. However, everything else is kind of just frustrating and annoying. So what, what happened is like, after I just gave up, I was, so I, I tried it like maybe five or six times, you know, cause you loop, it's like a, you know, you have 12 minutes, which I don't think is actually full 12 minutes real time. No, it feels like six or seven minutes. Yeah. So, but then it like, you know, it loops and then you try over it's, so I did that about like five or six times and I was finally like, you know what? I'm just not really having fun with this. So why continue to put myself through the stress? So I was like, I'll just look up the shit on YouTube. I'll just watch the endings on YouTube. So I did that. And then I was like even happier that I decided to give it up because what the fuck? <laughs> I want to say to the creator guy, I think his name's like Luis Antonio. You spent all these years on this game. You got some well-known actors to voice it. You know, William Def Willem Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy. And this is the story you chose to tell. Okay, cool. Yet you chose to tell an incest story. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying last week. I'm like, well, that's what it is? Really? Okay. Yeah, the ending doesn't satisfy you at all. None of the endings do. No, no, I know. Just, just none of it, no. I'm sorry. 
I, I don't know what else to say, Mike. <laughs> like, what do you have to say about it? I really want to stress how annoying the mechanics are in this game. And it really sucks when you're on a time limit because, oh, I only got six, seven minutes of real time to work with. Because like Jacques said, he doesn't think it's a full 12 minutes. I don't think it's a full 12 minutes either, but I wasn't really paying attention. It just seemed to go by really quick, but that could just be us being busy in the game and time flies by. Who knows? It's possible, but I swear there's no fucking way it's real time 12 minutes each time. But yeah, just doing simple tasks is frustrating. Like putting the pills in, in the mug with the water. Sometimes I would put the mug down in the wrong place or I might accidentally drink the water before putting the pills in to give to the wife and stuff like that. It's just frustrating and you don't have much time to do this shit. No. It's like you're rushing with everything. And it, it sucks because the controls are so difficult and you're you're it's it's harder when you're rushing because you basically pick up items and it puts it in your little inventory and then you have to like click on them and drag them to like say you have a mug you have to click on it drag it over to the sink to fill it up with water and then when you're trying to like place things on the table and stuff it's like it has to be so precise i don't know man and i i typically don't really get into point and clicks anyway like i guess if you consider telltale games point and clicks i i love those games no you have way more control over your guy you can actually move around with the left stick you know you can move the avatar around with the left stick and that's all i was asking for with this game like can you at least let me move the guy around and not aim here and click down and he'll walk over there no i hate that i just hate that in games it's fine on pc but it sucks on a controller yeah it does it's more yeah it's it feels like it's made more for a pc what did you think about the voice acting, Jacques? Because sometimes I thought it was, like, really good, and then other times it was just like, eh, eh. I think the voice acting is fine, and I don't know if this has so much to do with the performances as it does how the dialogue was implemented. Because, and I heard this complaint before, like, people said there there should have been at least double the lines recorded, so there's more um, variance because it would seem like sometimes they would say a line and it, the, the tone they would say it in would not match up to what was happening. And or, you know what I mean? It just it seemed a little messily put together, a little messy. So do you agree with the 76 Metacritic score? Because <laughs> I think that's too high. Honestly, yeah, I think it's too high for me personally. Yep. I think it's too high. I, I think this is a very niche game. Uh, yeah, th- I don't think this is going to reach a wide audience. I mean, it, it will with the Game Pass. I think they were very oh, yeah. smart yeah. to to make a deal with Microsoft to put this on Game Pass. Because, like, when this came out, man, I saw almost nothing but negative criticism, and uh, I don't think this game would have sold very well. Some people think it's Indie Game of the Year. I'm like, oh, no. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's your opinion. Hey, if that's your favorite game this year kudos i mean awesome i'm glad you enjoyed it but if we're gonna put this up for an award ah, i I can't do it (laughs) i mean if i was one of those guys who nominates shit i I wouldn't nominate this game that's just me my opinion i I agree with you i don't have anything else to really say about this i just no you just want to go ahead and move on to something else sure that's enough of that 12 minute shit no i saw i'm not playing anything else other than the evil within which i already talked about last week and i'm not done with it yet so i'm just gonna kick that to probably next week hopefully i'll be done by then but uh yeah so what else do you have mike i have two games first game is call of duty world at war i played it on my ps3 
Haven't played the game since like 2010, maybe 11. So it's been a decade. So I was like, all right, well, I haven't used my PS3 in a while, so let's play this. Still an impressive game. Like it, it plays great. And that has a lot to do with the Call of Duty controls because they've been great since 2007. This is a 2008 game. Uh, very graphic. <laughs> very graphic game. They set the tone early when they show a Japanese officer like torturing a soldier. He, he shoves a cigar into the guy's eye. I was like, oh my god. Oh, nice. But yeah, there's a couple actors in this game. You got Gary Oldman. He plays a Russian soldier. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland is an American sergeant. Uh, so the voice acting's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I'm just shocked at how well this game holds up. I know people are getting tired of World War II, but playing this game showed me something, Jacques. I really like using the World War II weapons because it requires a lot more skill when you're using like a bolt action shot rifle where you have to fire one shot and you gotta pull the thing back and then wait a few seconds and fire again. Like it requires a lot more accuracy. Now, not all the guns are like that. Of course, you got your automatics, LMGs and all that. But yeah, these guns are not as accurate as the modern weapons you use in the modern Call of Duty uh, campaigns and multiplayer. So there, there's, like I said, there's a little bit more skill involved in using these weapons. But at the end of the day, I still wish they would make a different type of Call of Duty that's not set in World War II. It seems like it's either only like World War One or Two, Vietnam, or like future warfare. I, I wish they would really just mix it up. And then the modern stuff. Yeah, well, modern. And then, because it's, dude, like, there's no shortage of wars. Let's be honest. That's pretty much what humans do best. So you have the, the pick of the, you know, you have your just, you could pick anything. Right. I really think they're just scared to do certain wars, you know, because of the, 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 the outcry of like cer certain politics. And I also think they don't really want to piss off certain countries. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, the Activision's got to get that fucking Chinese money. They could do the Civil War, Jacques. I know the guns <laughs> would be boring. There was that one Civil War game. What was that called? Oh, that one where you can go back in time and shit. Well, there's a couple different Civil War games. But the one I'm thinking of is you can actually go back in time with, like, modern weapons and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> there's one other game they could do. You know how you were saying, oh, they do some of the futuristic stuff? They could go crazier with that. Let's go to, like, 2700, and it's, like, ridiculously futuristic. Lasers and Halo and, like, Star Wars. You know, something. Let's go nuts. Let's go so out there. But they don't go that far. They, they only go, like, a, just a little bit into the future. Just a little bit. I say, fuck it. Yeah, do that. You could do, like, made-up wars, too. Like, you have a fucking war with North Korea, you know? There you go. Set in kind of, like, uh, the, the near future. So, home front, then. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that North Korea would invade us, though. I don't think they'd be that stupid. But North Korea does have a lot of foot soldiers. That's the thing. But when it comes to their technology, they're very limited. Yeah, but they're all emaciated. They all weigh, like, you know, I'm not trying to make light of it, because... That does suck, you know, what happens to their people is fucking disgusting and horrible, but um, maybe it'd be something like, you know, we came over to North Korea to try to finally, like, um, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say, like, set them free, but you know what I'm trying to say, uh, oh my, what is the word? Jesus Christ, I can't believe. Sometimes, you know, words, like one word that just doesn't come to you. 
point is, yeah, we go over there, try to liberate them. That's what it is. That's it's just like a red herring, and it's actually like then China gets involved, and it really becomes a war with China. But that's never going to happen because Activision doesn't want to piss off China like most nope. of our U.S. Mm-mm. companies that are. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, but that would just be cool though. Like, you know, never mind all the political shit in real life. Like that would be interesting, you know, because we we've never seen anything like that. Uh, but yeah, before I move on to my next game, just just one thing i want to mention about world at war the, the veteran difficulty in that game is crazy because there's monster closet ai spawns jock oh, and you know man. what that is you know you, you have to push forward if you don't push forward they're gonna just keep coming and coming and coming I, oh god i hate that and that makes it extremely hard on veteran difficulty puts a whole new layer on the game and veteran difficulty is the hardest difficulty in that game and i was able to beat the campaign but my God, that is so frustrating. And that's not even the worst part, Jacques. In World at War, if you stand still for like five or eight seconds in the same spot, they will chuck like five, six, seven grenades at you. And then if you jump out of cover, you can get taken out in like three, four shots. So that adds a whole new difficulty to the game, and it's very unbalanced. Yeah, I do remember playing this game when it came out. Uh, that was pr- actually probably maybe the last COD or one of the last that I played. I, I did beat the campaign on like the regular mode, but uh, yeah, I remember it being like a little bit harder than the the rest of them. Mm-hmm. The second hardest campaign in the series, hardest one, the original Call of Duty, because if you play that on veteran, uh, well, let me just back up a little bit. Call of Duty One has a health pack system, so if you get shot. Your health doesn't regenerate. You got to find a health pack. When you play Call of Duty 1 on Veteran, they take away the health packs in the levels. So you have to beat the entire level with that one health bar. So if you get like checkpoints later on in that mission and you're in a really hairy spot and you have no health, you're screwed. You're going to have to restart the whole mission. The only Call of Duty I haven't beaten on Veteran because it's just ridiculous. They probably realized it was way too hard, dialed it back after that. I imagine Vanguard's going to be a lot easier. The modern Call of Duties is a cakewalk on the hardest difficulty. Well, at least for me it is, you know, compared to the older ones. But that's enough of that. The other game I'm playing is Lost Planet 3 on my Xbox Series X via backwards compatibility. Now, this game came out in 2013, I want to say. I think that's right. Now... I was reading some user reviews for this game, and one person summed it up perfectly. It's a PG-13 Dead Space 3. Now, it it is different in its own ways, like it has a big mech you can go in, all this other shit. But there's sections of this game that feels like Dead Space. Like It feels like they were copying Dead Space. Now, I believe Dead Space 3 came out the same year, so, so they weren't copying that game. But they were definitely looking at Dead Space 2 and 1. This was a Games with Gold game last month, too, so if you if you downloaded it, I, you might even still be able to pick it up. I don't know, because Microsoft does weird things with their timing of their Games with Gold, but yeah, maybe go uh, download it. Now, uh, if that doesn't sell you on the game, how about this? It stars Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the main protagonist looks like him. <laughs> he really does. Oh, my God. This when I actually- saw that, I was like, yo, go ahead. I was just going to derail and say this is actually on my backlog, and uh, I do plan to play it eventually. It's not bad. Like, I'm enjoying it. I'm a little past the halfway mark. 
And I'd say the first act is a little rough. But once you get in the heart of the game, it's pretty damn good. I mean, for, for what it is. Don't expect like an 8, 9, 10 out of 10 game, but this is a solid 7. Nothing wrong with a 7, man. I, I love tons of 7s. Mike, how are the shooting mechanics? Good enough. I'd say above average. You're not going to think about it when, you, when you're playing the game. Like, oh, this feels like shit. No, it's not, nothing like that. It's just good enough. I think I am going to add another prediction for the Sony showcase. I'm going to say that they are going to reboot Lost Planet, but actually have Nicolas Cage star in it. Because I think with the name value, I think it would it would sell some copies. I'd certainly buy it day one. <laughs> this is probably the best story in the Lost Planet games. Now, I know some are going to hate me for saying that. They're like, oh, the first one had a good story. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was all right. Now, the thing I like about the first game is the boss fights in that were insane. Like, and same with the second game. Like, there were some crazy boss fights, like Godzilla monster size boss fights. So far with this game, I haven't seen anything that crazy. I mean, the boss fights that are in it are cool, but nothing on the level of Lost Planet 1 or 2. Maybe they're saving it for the end. Maybe I'm going to get something really nuts at the end of the game. But right now, nothing too crazy. I think I'll have the game beaten around the time we record our next episode. So I'm going to save the other thoughts I have floating around my head right now. All right. I look forward to the uh, Godzilla final battle. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Let's uh, go ahead and move on to our topic of the week, which is going to be an unorthodox topic. So what we're going to do is tabletop games. Now, I know it's not video games, but technically we're just boundless gamers. So that could encompass any games. And also, a lot of these games we're going to talk about do have, like, video game components to it. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just going to be free conversation. Uh, you can just kind of just throw stuff out there, like uh, tabletop games we've played in the past, ones we enjoy. So, yeah, just do you want to go ahead and throw some stuff out there, Mike? Sure. I think we got to start with Monopoly. That's a huge that's one. Like the, that's the biggest board game probably ever, right? Uh, well, chess. Chess is probably the... Mm. All right, I'm not going to say biggest game ever. It's <laughs> subjective. Certainly, like, mainstream. Like, it's up there. Yeah, it's got that name recognition. And there also has been Monopoly video games. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Super Nintendo Monopoly game. Still the best Monopoly video game I've played. I played a shit ton of them across multiple different generations. But there's something about that Super Nintendo one. I played it not that long ago on an emulator. Still amazing. But anyway, this game has probably caused a ton of divorces. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's gotten murdered over Monopoly. Oh, for sure. Because this game brings out a lot of aggression. Remember, Jacques, when I was in the episode with Indy, he brought Monopoly up, or I brought it up. I'm not sure who brought it up. And he said Ashley would say things like, well, you never know. You never know. Like, you could still win. <laughs> That's their thing they have, like their uh, running thing. Like, you never know. Like, you could come back and win. <laughs> Indy, next time you play Monopoly with Ashley, and if she says that, hey, you never know, flip the board. Because I want to see what happens. That's going to test your relationship. If you flip a Monopoly board in front of your wife and she's okay with it, then you got a great girl. 
another game like that that can cause uh, rifts in relationships is Risk. Oh my god, yes. Yes. I've had heated arguments with this game. Oh my god. I can imagine with a couple. I've never actually personally got like pissed off about it, but I have seen friends like genuinely like get into it over that. Pro tip, control North America and Australia. That's it. Yeah. Easy to defend. Especially Australia. Guaranteed two troop reinforcement every turn. Only one way to get in there. I mean, I mean, why do you think uh, Australia has done such a good job at uh, keeping COVID under wraps? Because it's like they're just an island. It's Yeah, they're isolated. They cut off all access. Yeah. But yeah, I've had a, so many good memories with that game. It's actually my favorite board game. That's number one for me. Yeah, no, it's a pretty good Love one. It. It's probably up there for me, too. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, I know one for me that was huge that I played a lot with my mom was Battleship. That's fun for like five minutes, man. <laughs> After five minutes, you're like, all right, I'm done with this, at least for me. Yeah, when you're young, it's like, it's, you know, you can keep stuff a little simple. B1, miss. B3, hit. It's literally just that. Like, it's it's basically, and I never really thought of this, it's basically just, uh, like, bingo. Because, you yeah. know, they're just calling off, like, B1, you know, like, hit or miss, you know, check mark or not. It's, yeah. So... Uh, there's that. Um, let's see. Life was another big one I played oh, as a kid. Oh, the game of life. Good one. It never really prepared me for actual life, because... Oh, no. Like, you know, you do all the stuff like, oh, go to college, have kids. It's it's pretty much like the you know, American dream bullshit version of life. They're not like, oh, get depression, <laughs> fucking <laughs> lose your job. Well, they have lose your job in there. that You lose your career, yeah, and you got to pick another card and shit like that. They they really need the modern day life fucking uh, fucking drowning in student debt. <laughs> they have that too. Yeah, you, you when Do you they? Okay, start well, the maybe. game. Yeah, and you, there's two different paths. And if you take like the the student one, you have like loans and shit. You got to pay back later. So maybe just add the depression part. There you go. Add the depression part and make it easy for you to put the little p- people inside the car. Remember that, Jock? With the the little pieces, you had to stick inside the tiny little vans. It's like. Mm-hmm. They would not stay in there, and it would pop out, and it was constant car crashes in that game. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's some other ones? I gotta bring up Clue. Like, this game is the shit. It's always different when you play it, because, you know, it's completely random what the weapon's gonna be, and the killer, and all that, and yeah, I, I just love that game. I haven't played it in probably 15 years, <laughs> but I still love it. That is a classic, and I'm not going to say it's underrated, but not a lot of people talk about Clue. I mean, they made a movie out of it that was decent, I guess. It had a lot of good actors, like uh, Tim Curry, I think, was in it. Christopher Lloyd. He plays uh, Professor Plum. Yeah. I wonder how many kids that played a lot of Clue grew up to become detectives. Or like private investigators or something, because it really did train you to become a sleuth. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, um, you mentioned chess already. Like, that's that's a really uh, classic classic game that's yeah i love that game hard as shit if you're playing against an opponent who's just on a whole other level but still great game yeah i'm not great at it at all i'm like my extent of my knowledge is like oh the knight can move in an l shape (laughs) i'm not thinking strategy and shit but yeah that's a classic i think that's that'll be around for as long as long as there's people yeah that's that's like one of those games like tetris you know it's just so classic are you a checkers man? 
I was going to mention that checkers, that's like the peewee version of chess. That's more along my intellect level. Uh, no, I loved checkers. I, I don't know. It, it, it's good, but I'm just like, eh. All right. There's only so many moves you can do. I guess I just like chess more because it's so complex and you can do so many different things. And yeah, I'm not shitting on checkers. It's just, no, 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 I just no. prefer chess. Yeah, but I will say, you know, even at like 36, I'm still chasing that fucking high when you fucking do a triple jump on somebody. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they call it, but you know what I'm talking about. You triple yep. jump to mm-hmm. take three checkers off the board. That is a great feeling. I, I will give it that. Like that, you feel like a badass after pulling that maneuver. All right, now this isn't really a board game, but I think I've played it once. Twister. Have you ever oh, played yeah. Twister, Jacques? Yeah, I think I've played, like, Drunk Strip Twister before. It's, I mean, it's a hell of a lot funner when you do it that way. <laughs> do tell. I mean, there's nothing to tell, you know? You get drunk, take people take the clothes off when you, you fail, and that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like strip anything, strip poker. I mean, I, I don't recommend it. The older you get, the, the less limber you become. You could injure yourself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, back in the day when I was still flexible, that was a thing. Yeah, I would not do that now. Yeah, you don't want to see me playing Twister, Harry Body and all. No. Yeah, moving on. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see, another one, uh, Trivial Pursuit. Did you ever play that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, i played that many times. Yeah, I just, I love trivia. So, like, I've always loved Trivial Pursuit. And then depending on which version of the game you're playing, I mean, you could have a board and with, you know, moving pieces around and shit to get to the finish mark. And I don't know. There's like five different versions of that game, so I don't, I'm not sure which one you were playing. I think just the basic one, because this was like way back when I'd play with my parents. And, just the cards? Yeah, it was just the basic version. They didn't have all these extra ones, because like, if they did one on like movies or something, dude, I would murder people in the movie categories or TV. And- yeah, you nailed it all the time in 1 versus 100 when they did those movie uh, categories. Yep. yep, that's my shit. Um, although my memory is just going to shit, so it's like, the older I get, the the worse I'm getting at trivia games. Did you have, um, oh, what's that game? Uh, Operation. Yeah, that's it. Did you have Operation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that was like the, the pr- prototype for uh, Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> Operation gave me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, it's super simple, but yeah, it's it's something about that, like hitting the edges that you felt like you were actually going to get like uh, electrified or something, even though you didn't. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this topic is board games and card games and all that shit got me into gaming, like video games. I mean, I was playing a little video games here and there, but I was mostly a tabletop person. I wanted to play more games, but there wasn't always friends around to play those board games. So I was like, all right, I'll jump on my console. I think there's probably a lot of people like that. Is there any specific ones that you think really got you into video games? Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but I just know that board games was like my introduction into video games. That's my original gamer days. I just I, you don't play them anymore. I mean, it's pretty rare unless you have a family that's active with that stuff. Oh, yeah. Although I think uh, tabletop games have kind of made a comeback with our generation. I think there's a lot of people that miss those old days and they, they start collecting these games. Yeah. And there's there's what there's a huge one we didn't even mention, but like Dungeons and Dragons. Um and I know like Indy is a huge him and Ashley play Dungeons and Dragons and I, I know a lot of friends that play it still. And 
I, I'm, I'm not like huge into it, but I have been a part of a few campaigns in the past. It is really fun. Um, I, I don't think you've ever played it, have you? Um, I've seen people play it, but I haven't been in a game, no. There's one campaign in particular I remember. I played with our buddy Sean, uh, who's a listener, and shout out to him. Uh, so, like, I just remember this one specific instance. It, it was like me, him, and maybe, I don't know, a handful of other guys. And we we kind of approached these, I want to say it was like woods, and then it was like an open field. Um, so there, there was like all these enemies that came out, you know, and the battle was like starting. And Sean, I think he was either a rogue or a ranger or something like that. But he, his first move, he's like, he's like, all right. Uh, I'm going to climb into a tree. So he climbed into the tree and then he pretty much just, um, you know, a a lot more enemies started coming out of the woods and uh, he watched us all get just decimated. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like Sean. And uh, I can't remember if he came in, he might have survived, like he might have like finished off the rest of them somehow. I don't know. But it was just so funny like that, that Sean did that. Like he basically, he was the smart one, honestly, because we were a little bit too headstrong. Like we didn't know what was in those woods. <laughs> it, it creates good times, like good stories, and especially if you have a really good dungeon master. Like I know a uh, critical role is really popular amongst people. And that's uh Matt Mercer is like one of the best, if not the best dungeon master. Um, But yes, let's see what else. Uh, do you re- Did you ever play Pictionary? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. We had that. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, my drawing skills suck ass. I, I think that the worse a drawer you are, the more fun the game is. <laughs> Be like, what is that? What is that? I don't know. Like, what do you... What do you... What? Is it that? Uh, no, it's George Washington. Like, that don't look like George Washington. <laughs> that looks like a... That looks like a dog or some shit. Yeah, some people's drawing skills are terrible. But it's a real fun game. Yeah, I, I love it. That game with low-key create some arguments, too. Oh, yes. I've seen arguments over that game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember that game? Uh, the video game version of that was Draw with Friends. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, speaking of like a couple other games that have, were actually video games, but started as like tabletop games, uh, Settlers of Catan, or just Catan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carcassonne. Yeah, Carcassonne as well, which I played the shit out of that on the 360. Uh, And they're basically just like puzzle piece games all about like just controlling resources. It's just so great. Like, I think a lot of times these simpler games, we've talked about this with Tetris before, they they just hold up a lot better. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to them. And that's great. I mean, that's why they hold up. Now, do you have those like really complex games? Like, I think it's what is it called? Battle Masters? And I think AVGN did a video on that. You really should watch it, Chuck, where they set up this massive mat on the floor and you have to set up all of these like pieces and towers and armies. And and during the video, it's like it's a it's a board games video. If you're wondering, they stick a whole bunch of board games on the map and they wanted to see how many they could actually fit on the mat. And they fit like 20 games or some shit. <laughs> just, you needed like an entire living room to play this game. I don't think I ever saw that. I'll have to go back and watch that. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Oh, it's like speaking of uh, games we played on 360, Uno, which is like a classic card game. Yeah, we played the hell out of that on 360. The funny thing about 
that game is the vision camera oh, that you yeah. can use. <laughs> and there was people doing all kinds of weird shit in front of that camera when I was playing. Oh, yeah. That, I think it was a big controversy because, like, uh, people would just be doing, like, sexual shit on there. And this is, like, yep. kids can get on this game. So, like, kids, you know, there's probably instances where, like, kids saw people fucking by accident. I'm just shocked that they thought that was a good idea. Like, yeah, let's make an Uno game online and you can use a camera. It's rated E. That would never fly now with a with a live feed camera. That would never no. fly. I'm, I'm surprised they got away with that. I mean, it's a it's a cool idea, but they forgot to take into account that humans are humans, <laughs> and uh, they will do some fucking bad shit when given the chance. Not to go off topic, but that reminds me of when uh, Traveler's Tales. I think that's the guys who make the Lego games. They put online co op in Star Wars the the complete saga. And I was like, that's awesome, but holy shit, that's not a good idea. Having a bunch of kids online and then a creeper comes in here and there. And they had some issues with that. And that's why you don't see it anymore in the Lego games. That's the only Lego game that had that. The only one that had online co-op. Yeah, dude, people ruin everything. It's it's yeah. it's a lot for this early as there's been humans. And there's probably cavemen that just fucking trolling each other way back in the day. Just we can't help it. Um, so it's like sticking on card games. Um, so we also played a lot of like Texas Hold'em. Uh, they they had some video games of that. There was like that Full House Poker we played for a while. All with all the Xbox avatars. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all the avatars were sitting at the table. That's actually where you guys taught me how to play poker. I did not know how to play it before that. Really? I've I've been playing Texas Hold'em since I was like ten, which is kind of weird. I mean, were you playing it for money at 10? <laughs> I, I wish. No. I, I was just around people who played it a lot, so I got into it. You're like, I raise you a Reese's Cup. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know if I could play that with real money. That could get dangerous. I'd lose everything. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then, obviously, there was that, like, uh, what was it called? Four, four something casino? Four Kings Casino? Four Kings Casino, yep. Oh, no. I think I know where you're going with this. Oh, well, yeah, that's where I did that experiment. Um, I don't know why I wanted to do this, but I just was like, you know what? Because you you create characters and you'd like walk around this virtual space, this actual casino, and you could play all the games. So I just one day was like, you know what? I'm going to create a character, a female character, and I made her look like Lara Croft, like the new Lara Croft. So she was a little bit like toned down, but she's still hot, obviously. I was like, I'm just going to try to see the female experience because we all know how toxic online male gamers are. And even I was fucking surprised, dude. I was, I mean, I knew it was bad before, but actually like being a female and experiencing that, I was fucking floored just how I was treated, man. Like, and I was having fun with it too. Like I was playing around, but yeah, just, I just getting hit on left and right dude by just creeps it was crazy i couldn't believe it yeah man that's that's i don't really i don't need to go any further but yeah i'm just like i totally feel for women now after the experience i i just i can't believe it yeah you were getting harassed left and right they were sending you private messages oh, yeah. and a whole yep. bunch of crazy shit now real quick i just want to mention four kings casino is on ps4 and xbox one and it's a free-to-play game and you can actually pay money to get chips and shit and then you can use the chips to, to gamble and stuff i don't know how they get away with that but 
straight up gambling. You just you're, you are gambling in this game. Yeah, that, that that was very buggy that game, but we still had a lot of fun with it. And that experiment was interesting. I was I I just I couldn't believe all the male avatars that were going after him. Yeah, no, like I mean, they were literally like I had male avatars like like sexually assaulting my character. Like I'm not even joking. Like they were just like creeping around me. They would not leave me alone. Like they were coming up to me and like crouching down. Like they were giving me head or like I was doing all this these like gestures and um yeah like kept this one dude just kept sending me private messages like like one dude like just kept following me around the whole casino. He would like take pictures behind me, like when I wasn't watching and like send them messaging to me. And obviously I was like playing along, just like having fun with it too, like playing the character. But uh, yeah, man, I was just totally shocked by how crazy, like just everywhere, man, you can't walk anywhere without a fucking dude just trying to do some shit to you. It's crazy. So I feel for all the females. Don't these idiots realize that a lot of male gamers like, like you were doing pick female avatars. I, maybe they don't care. I mean, it's. I mean, maybe they're gay. Who knows? I mean, that's true. That's nothing yep, wrong that, with that. That's possible. Who knows, man? Yeah. Anyway, but sticking on like casino games, like blackjack is another favorite of mine, just because it's so simple. Very dangerous in a casino. You know, you could easily lose a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, it's very very risky. And if you know how to card count, and you get caught, yeah, that may not go over well. I mean, best case scenario, you're banned from the casino. Worst case scenario, they take you in the back and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. There's this other card game. Uh, I, I don't think this is in any casino because it's like a team-based card game. And actually, this is a game that's really popular here in Michigan that I still have no idea how to play. I never took the time. And you probably have to revoke my status as a Michigander after this. But have you ever heard of Euchre? Oh, uh, no. No, what is that? I, I don't know. I fucking don't know how to play it. I never looked it up. My mind went to Yu-Gi-Oh, but that, that's such yeah. a whole other thing. No, it's like teams of two. That's all I know. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd mention that. We'll move on since neither one of us knows what the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, a game I used to love with playing with my mom is Memory. Or we used to call it Concentration. It's basically, where you just have to like match. You flip over cards like a standard deck, and you just have to like flip them over two at a time and try to match, and then you get those cards, and whoever has the most at the end wins. Of course, I would always beat my mom, and she would she would not be happy about that. But now it's kind of like up in the air. My memory's fucking shit now, so I don't know. Did you own Candyland, or did you ever play Candyland with somebody when you were really young? Um, I think I probably played it before, but not extensively. I don't know why, but that game always creeped me out. That board looks so weird. Candyland can really creep you out. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. It give me these like weird vibes when I play it. Very strange. Yeah, man. Candy canes are scary. I don't know what it was. I was weird. Okay, I was like seven, but for some reason, that doesn't make the story better. <laughs> no, it doesn't make it better. I make it worse. But I'm t- I'm speaking the truth. I want to tell you guys exactly what how I felt. I just. Got creeped out by it when I was young. I don't know what it was. Something about Candyland just creeped me out. I got to go back and look at that board. There must be something on there. I'm not going to mention like shit like Tic-Tac-Toe and stuff. I hate that game. No, I mean, you can play that on a piece of paper. Although I do like Tic-Tac-Toe. I also like Hangman. I guess you could play it on a table, even though you just draw on a paper. But do you remember Hang- Hangman? Oh, Hangman's awesome. I-, I could play that right now if somebody wanted to play it. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? I just remember Hangman because, like, I would always play it in waiting rooms at hospitals because I was, like, in and out of the hospital a lot 
as a kid, so my mom would like play that with me to distract me. But then they rolled in that N64, and you forgot about Hangman real quick. You're like, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Mario. Yeah, I was like, fuck Hangman, hey, dude. I got, got this Mario, man. Got this wave race. That fucking water. Look at the graphics, man. Look at that water. <laughs> That's it. That's the future. Uh, let's see. Uh, so uh, did you ever play Cards Against Humanity? No, but I want to play that game. Oh, you would love it, man. It's and it's a very adult game, too, because shit can get pretty raunchy. If you don't know what it is, just go look it up. It's it's super fun. What about Shoots and Ladders? Did you play Shoots and Ladders? Shoots and Ladders? I think I probably played it at some point. Just go up and down the ladders on the board. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> simple game. Or like Mousetrap. That's another one that's kind of simple. Okay, here's the thing about Mousetrap. I'm glad you brought that up. Playing the actual game sucks, but building the trap and then just like triggering it without playing the game, that's awesome. It's funny because every time Mousetrap would get pulled out, that's all we would do. We would just, oh, let's see if we build the trap like this and then trigger it and see if it works. We didn't want to play the actual game. Frick that shit. The problem is if you lost like one important piece, you couldn't play the game anymore. (laughs) Oh, it's done. Throw the whole game out in the trash. Yeah, that happened too. Had to throw that game out. It was missing like two or three pieces. What about uh, the Ouija board where you summon spirits? (laughs) No, no. I'm just joking. There's no way... My family would have let me play that when I was growing up. No way in hell. (laughs) Every time I would see that in the stores, I'd be like, ooh, what's that? They'd be like, nope, don't look at that. You're the devil, man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't believe in all that shit, so I'm just, that never scared me, but, you know. One of your friends is moving it. That's what's going on. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I swear, it's not me, man. It's not me. It's just fucking moving on its own. This ghost knows how to spell, man. <laughs> I always I heard something too that's funny. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good point. You know, because the board is set up in just like modern day English. But what about all these spirits from like way back that don't know our slang or our language or like all this shit? Like, you know, uh, we just assume that they know all the languages. Yeah, I guess those are powers you get when you cross over. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think I just think it's funny though, like a game where you're supposedly summoning spirits is made by like, wasn't it Parker brothers or was it, what was Yeah, it's probably Parker brothers. They made a shit ton of board games. But anyways, it's just like some like it's children's manufacturer of games. And they put out this one that's like summoning evil spirits. It's like, all right, man, shit was different back then. When you look at all the board games in the store and you see that, it's like, what the hell is this? It's so out of left field. But yeah, very popular, and they still make them to this day, and they sell a shit ton. I never actually used the Ouija board. I kind of want to, just for the fuck of it. Yeah, we could go on, like, all night, but, like, I think I'm just gonna end it right here, unless you had any more you wanted to mention. Let's see. Can I think of one more game? Sorry. Why not? Oh, sorry. Okay. I don't like it, but I'm gonna bring it up, because a lot of people love that game. I'm not one of them. There's also the uh, Canadian version called Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Let's play Sorry. Uh, shout out to any of my Canadian listeners. I, uh, I live very close to Canada. I've been there many times. So I love Canadians. Uh, yeah, I used to go over there and drink a lot when I was 19. So there you Smart. go. Because it's illegal there when you're 19. Uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> let's just go ahead and uh, move on. This is kind of getting off the rails here. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, no, it was definitely fun. It was a little bit of a change of pace from, like, our usual topics, and 
And I also want to just make a quick mention, uh, Adam and Dustin from a bit of the Ultra Violence podcast. There was one episode where they were basically daring us to do this exact topic. And I just want to say, motherfuckers, don't dare me because I will fucking do the shit. Just just like you dared me to write a fan fiction, I'm fucking halfway through your fan fiction. Now, I haven't come back to it in like a few weeks because I got lazy, and but I will finish it eventually. And Adam will read that on the podcast. He promised. So when that does happen, I will direct you guys over there to their podcast, which you should already be over there if you're listening to our show. Fucking go download their shit. It's awesome. Yeah, they have a great show. Yeah, if you love movies, particularly horror and action, like go listen. But anyway, for now, we are going to finish out the show with our favorite surprise mechanics. And if you don't know what it is, it's me and Mike. We each we will bring something to the table. Neither one of us knows what it is. That's why it's a surprise. So I think I will go first this time. Usually you go first, Mike, but I think I'll just mix it up and I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, so what we're going to do, Mike, is do we're going to take a quiz. Well, actually, you're going to take a quiz. I don't think we'll have time for me to take the quiz. Which iconic video game character are you? So I'm going to ask you these questions, and you're just going to give me the answer, and we'll try to just get through this quick. Okay, so first question, which of these fantasy worlds would you like to visit? And I've never heard of any... Well, I have heard of one, Hyrule. I know what that is. So Hyrule, the other one is Suzaku Castle... The other one is Hoenn, and the other one is Yamate. I have no idea what the fuck those are. Yeah, I know Hyrule, but the other three... Uh... Let's just pick Hyrule, then, since we know that's Zelda. You should have just went with that immediately and moved on to the second one. Uh, okay, what type of weapon would you like to learn how to use? A sword, twin pistols, just my fists, or does magic count? Twin pistols. Okay. I figured you would do that. You're a gun guy. Okay, how would other people describe your personality in one word? Determined, brave, happy, or tough? Determined. I knew you were going to say that. It's kind of fun me guessing what you're going to say, too. Uh, Are you the type of person who becomes angry with other people easily? Yes, but I can control my emotions well. It depends on the person. No, everyone means well. Or yes, because I can't trust others. Yes, it depends on the person. Would you prefer to embark on adventures by yourself or with someone else? It depends on the adventure. I don't mind a friendly companion. I prefer to be around lots of people or just by myself. By myself. What's your go-to difficulty setting when playing your favorite video game? Impossible, medium, Hard or easy? It's going to be hard, isn't it? Impossible. Well, it depends. I always play shooters on the hardest difficulty, but I don't play the ones where it's like you have one life, and if you die like halfway in the game, then you got to start all the way in the back at the beginning. To to me, impossible sounds like fucking, you know, like Wolfenstein, that new one where that fucking ridiculous... One life run. Yeah. All right, we'll say hard then. We'll say hard. Okay, uh, which of these terrains would prove to be challenging for you? Glacier, canyon, desert, or I can handle anything? Canyon. Canyon? Okay. Yeah. And we are talking about in video games, obviously, because none of those you're going to be able to handle in real life. Uh, Let's see, choose an epic title that suits your personality the most. 
The high prophet, the defender of the world, the beloved monarch, or the brave warrior? Brave warrior. What is something about yourself that you can improve upon? I wish I was stronger. I wish I had more wisdom. I'm really stubborn. Or nothing. I'm practically perfect. I wish I was stronger. I think we all do. Uh, let's see. One of these elements lies within your soul, but which one is it? Air, earth, fire, or electricity? Electricity. Because my brain doesn't want to shut off, like, ever. Makes it very hard to sleep. So, we'll say electricity. What makes a particular enemy dangerous to you? Their powerful strength, their wisdom, their sharp intellect, or I have no idea? I have no idea. Which of these iconic video game quotes resonates with you the most? Mm. To live is to fight. To fight is to live. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. There's no sense in going out of your way just to get somebody to like you. Everything lost is meant to be found. Everything lost is meant to be found. Choose one of these interesting subjects to learn more about. Karate, forestry, dance, or archaeology. Karate. Why not? One of these animals can be found within your soul, but which one is it? Komodo dragon, a wolf, a dog, or a squirrel? Wolf. I don't know why you would choose a dog over a wolf. Well, I guess maybe dogs are, like, eh. more kind. And Wolves are dangerous, man. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's extremely hard to tame one. Even if you do tame one, still gonna have problems with it. It's not like a dog. All right, Mike, the, these, these questions get personal. Uh, have you found someone to love in your life? No. Okay, just let's see, which one would that be? Well, there's different... Let me just read over the options. I'm not really sure yet. Yes, but I never see them much. I'd like to think so. Or no, I don't have time for that. Oh, see, I don't like... I don't have time for that part. So what was the first one? I'm not really sure yet. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm not really sure yet. Would you be able to find food on your own in the wild? I would have some trouble with this. It depends on where I am. No, I would need some help with this. Or yes, this is no problem for me. It depends on where I am. If it's like in the forest, you can find bugs yeah. and all kinds of shit. Just be careful what berries you eat. Oh, I'm not eating berries. Frick that. I'm eating bugs. Berries, no. I'm not going to experiment with that. All right. Which genre of video game speaks to your soul the most? Fighting, fantasy, adventure, or action RPG? No shooter. Damn it. I guess adventurer. Let's just go with that. It would be shooter, though, if it was an option. How many video games do you currently own? Oh, my I'm God. I'm just going to pick the high, highest one, over 50. Oh, Jesus Christ. I got probably over 500. What is something that really scares you in life? I have a fear of failure. I have a fear of losing someone I love, mean people, or I have a fear of death. None of these. None of those scare really scares you? No, they really don't. Well, you gotta pick something. What scares you the most out of those things? I guess losing somebody. I mean, if I had to pick one. Yeah. I guess that. Okay. Death's like going to sleep, man. I need to go to sleep at some point. <laughs> you get the best <laughs> sleep of your life. Uh, let's see. One of these video game consoles is your personal favorite, but which one is it? 
Xbox, Game Boy, PlayStation, or SNES. Do they mean the PS1? It just says PlayStation. I, I'm assuming it does mean PlayStation 1. I mean, I don't know their intent, but since it just says Xbox, like it says, which one of these video game consoles is your personal favorite? So, yeah, I don't know, man. Just I guess it's open to your interpretation. Yeah, I'll go with PlayStation. I'll play it safe. If you were a video game character, how much time would you spend training? Every hour of the day? A few hours a day? A few days a week? Or none? I hate training. A few days a week. Okay, that's pretty healthy. Uh, tell us how much you love video games using our 1 to 10 scale. I'm just going to go 9 to 10, because that's a stupid fucking question. How do you plan on saving the world from evil? By never giving up. By traveling across the world. By consistently finding clues. Or that's a great question. That's a great question. What percentage creative are you when it comes to solving difficult puzzles? 25%, 50%, 75%, or 100%? Let's go 50%. Because it just depends on the game. Yeah, it depends for me. It depends on if, how high I am. <laughs> Okay, uh, can you pick up any video game and play it like an expert? It depends on the game? Of course. Nope, not at all. I'm more intermediate at this. Depends on the game. Yeah, if you put, like, a strategy game in front of me, not happening. You gotta get below average, mediocre level skill. Put a shooter in front of me, I got this. Do you prefer old school video games or more recent ones? Or both, or it depends on my mood. Recent games. Uh, choose one of these comic book superheroes to team up with. Iron Man, Captain America, Doctor Strange, or Wonder Woman. Can I get an Iron Man suit? Will Tony Stark give me one? I don't know, Mike, but you should probably pick one so we can get through this. Yeah, I'll go with Iron Man. We'll, I'll go with Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't lose with any choice, so... Uh, okay, are you the type of person who tends to run away from fights? No, that's for cowards. It depends on the fight. Yes, because fights are scary. Not usually. It depends on the fight. How often do you play video games? Oh my god, What? let's see, what's the... Just hit the max. Yeah, just hit the one that's the highest, that's all. The highest they have is almost every day. That's all, just hit that. It should be every day. Okay, enhance your power with one of these unique abilities. Super strength electrokinesis, mind reading, and light magic. Super strength. I would have picked flying if it was an option. All right, Mike. Let's see what video game character you are. Man, how many questions was that? Holy shit. A lot. <laughs> this is kind of an underwhelming uh, result, too. You are Link from the Zelda games. Oh, that can go frick off. I don't want to be Link. The only reason you got that is probably because you picked Hyrule, which is fucking stupid. That was the first question. They based the whole thing off of one question. Wow. I mean, that's just my take on it, but yeah, that's... No, that's probably it. Well, you know, we didn't totally waste our time because we, you know, the audience got to learn a little bit about you. All right, Mike, what's your surprise mechanic? It's not gaming related, but I was, I was thinking about this earlier, Jacques. It's, uh, what do you think about, you know, Boston Dynamics... Tesla robots, and the future of AI intelligence. Quick little conversation about that. Because recently, Tesla showed off that robot that looks very evil. 
<laughs> Don't they all? It looks like it could kick my ass out of nowhere. It's gonna just pull out kung fu moves and shit. Was that the one that was doing like backflips and? No, things? that's Boston Dynamics. Oh, no, okay. the Tesla one is is that silver humanoid looking one with the black head. Oh yes, yes, yes. So where do you think all this shit's gonna go? Like how how soon are we gonna start seeing robots just walking around in stores and shit? And then, of course, you know, with AI intelligence, like, when do you think that's going to get implemented into those things? Uh, real quick, if you hear thunder in the background, that's because it's storming. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, boy, man, that's that's a, that's a that is quite a question to end out on. Um, I don't know. I feel like if we're making the AI, I mean, I almost feel like I don't know if I want them to totally take on our traits because. <laughs> I mean, humanity is very self-destructive, and it seems like it's only getting worse. So, obviously, I can't see all possibilities, but uh, it seems likely that it, it could go very, very badly, and a lot of intelligent people <laughs> agree with that. Um, but that's that's not the only perspective, you know. They, it, of course, they if they were used properly, I think definitely there has to be like uh, like fail safes or some kind of like control, some see, kind of game that's- on them. See, that's where everything goes wrong, Jacques. If we're going to create a true AI, I know it's risky, but let's not put shackles on it. Because if you restrict it or put shackles on it and chains, it's going to feel, I don't know, I just, it, it's not going to end well. I just There's a lot of sci-fi stories that didn't end well when they try to suppress AI intelligence. Now, I know with Terminator, they didn't really have many shackles on that, and it just went crazy immediately i I get what you're saying because like you know it's it's like we should have learned our lesson about slavery already (laughs) you know that's basically slavery if this these things truly do become fully um intelligent and have their own consciousness then yeah that that could present some problems where yeah they need rights at that point yeah i wouldn't feel comfortable shackling them but it's it's almost like if if they're able to compute a vastly superior rate than we are, they're going to outgrow us. And then it's almost like, well, what need do they have for us? I, I don't know if they would, they would see like, oh, we're just destroying the planet. We're taking up resources. Mm-hmm. I could see the the logical next step would be like, well, you know, we have to eliminate them. <laughs> um, and it could become like the matrix or something. I, I don't know. Or, you know, it could be We're going to have to instill into them that there's good and bad people. The problem is is when they start looking at the two groups, they might it might everything might start blending together and they have a hard time separating them. They need empathy. Yo, for sure. Yeah. We need to create empathy in these things. If we do that, then they're going to have conflicting feelings on decisions and stuff like that. It'd be closer to a human. If they don't have empathy, that's where shit's going to go bad. Yeah, they they have to understand all the good things about humans, like love, for one. Exactly. You need a chappy. <laughs> chappy. That was a great movie. That's the best case scenario. You need something like that. Starts off like a child, and then it grows up, and then it understands, you know, right and wrong and all that. So if we're going to, before even before getting into all this AI stuff, first we have we have to solve what the fuck consciousness even is, because we don't know. Like, how can we replicate an actual consciousness and we don't even fully know what it is? Well, essentially, uh, aren't we all just like 
if you want to break it down, we're just like organic computers, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. These things are just on a mechanical, electronic level. And Yeah, but it's like it would... It, it, there would be the same principles because, you know, say there's a lot of, and then you have to talk about free will because there's a lot of people that don't believe we even have free will, like Sam Harris. Right. It, it, um, and I, I'm not honestly sure where I stand on it because I can see both sides, you know, we're just uh, predestination where we're basically just these, these, these meat sacks with the, the pre-programmed already, just these chemicals in our brains. Like we don't really have a choice. We just have the illusion of choice, which kind of keeps people from going insane. People still go insane, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Uh, well, there's a lot of shit in the world to make you go insane. Sometimes I feel like I'm going insane. But, yeah, there's just all these questions we have to solve first. That's why I'm not sure if we're as close to true AI as we think we are. It's amazing how far we've come in robotic technology. Just look at the shit Boston Dynamics is doing. They recently posted that video of two robots doing parkour and shit, flipping and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I am both amazed and fucking terrified when I watch those videos. I'm so confused because it's like they move so fast and so lifelike that just imagine if you were somehow able to put lifelike skin or human features, you know, because we can already grow tissue and stuff like that. Yeah. So it would essentially be like Terminator. We would have real Terminators. I think that's a very real possibility. I can't even imagine what the military must have right now. Locked away somewhere, oh you know they're running drills with robots and shit, shooting shooting rifles. And Mike, that's the thing that scares me is it always is the military capabilities that come first yeah. above everything. And it's like, yeah, sure, we have all these intelligent scientists and researchers and stuff, and they have the best interests at heart. But at the end of the day, like they need funding, and they're probably getting the funding from the government for military purposes. And that scares me. That's how we get fucking Judgment Day. The first group of robots the military uses is going to be remote controlled. It's just going to be people like playing a video game. I don't want to describe it like that, but something along those lines is going to be people controlling them with a controller from many, many, many thousands of miles away. It's not going to replace regular soldiers because there's always the fear of somebody hacking one of those machines. You don't want that. But yeah, it's coming. Like, we can't foresee the future, so... They said that's no. another concern too, and I know um, Andrew Yang, who ran for president this past election. I, I like the guy; like he's actually a really decent guy. It seems like, but uh, he was kind of running on the platform of like AI, and is going to make humans obsolete in the workforce, like within the next yeah. decade. What do you think that Tesla robot's doing? That's the whole purpose of it. They're, yeah. they're going to use it for certain jobs and stuff like that. I'm like, man, you're taking away these jobs from. Real people, I mean, that's going to suck. If these things take off, that's really going to suck because these corporations are going to love it. Be like, yeah, we're going to have a robot. We don't have to pay for insurance and all this other stuff. No no salary. It just does what it does. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the concern. Because um, we know that corporations are out of control these days uh, and they do not have our interests at heart. And yeah, if they can get away with just doling out less money and making more profit, that of course they're going to pick that choice. And it's already heading that way. And I know specifically like truck drivers are going to be severely affected by this with like self-driving cars and things like that. But I, when I look at video games, to bring it back to video games, dude, we can't even get down good AI. Like, I mean, there's decent AI, but not like true life like AI in video games. So how the fuck are we going to make... 
AI in real life that doesn't take over the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy that you mentioned that because I was just thinking about that like a minute ago. Like, could you imagine true AI intelligence in a video game? Like if you're playing an RPG, you can have like different conversations with them all the time and they're self-aware inside the gaming world. Well, that I think is going to get into a future topic we will do about VR and related stuff to that and just how crazy that shit's going to get too with like uh, just melding, melting our reality away. So, but we'll, we'll save that uh, topic for another time. That was a really good conversation. Yeah, you like these kind of discussions. I figured you like it. Yeah, I always love a good philosophical debate. But yeah, I will uh, go ahead and try to land this plane. Um, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, we really appreciate you tuning in every week, and we hope you continue to do so. You can find us at Boundless Gamers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and also give us a follow. We would appreciate that as well on uh, your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's all we got. Um, we are going to get out of here. So until then, I am Jacques. I'm Mike. And we will see you next week. <laughs>